Welcome back to another episode of Life is Full of Daisies, where we talk all things life and becoming the best versions of ourselves. I'm Daisy Ayala, and on today's episode, we are talking dating, which is a topic that a lot of you struggle with, which is what I've heard, and it's also my own personal struggle. But we are joined by Brad Barnes, who is a dating and leadership coach based in Austin, Texas. Brad started his professional career as a jazz artist, selling out LA's top jazz clubs for years. After a successful career in the music industry, he stepped into a personal development training that changed his life's purpose forever. Since 2018, Brad has been on a mission to empower humans into stepping into their dream life. Currently, Brad is a top coach at Ascension Leadership Academy, a leading emotional intelligence and leadership training center. He also owns his own coaching business that blends leadership and dating coaching to empower women to own their power and worth while dating with fun and ease, which is why we have you on the show. So welcome, Brad. Thank you. Thanks, Daisy. I'm happy to be here. So just going back before we get dig into the, the serious questions, as my uh, followers <laughs> have asked, how did you go from selling out top jazz clubs in LA to doing coaching and leadership? Yeah. So I, I from an early age, like was always on stage in front of people. I loved performing. I loved everything about it. And mm -hmm. so I started I started a career in music and was having such a blast. And truly like what I loved most was the way that the audience responded. I loved, I had these goals. Every show was, can I make someone cry, nostalgic, feel happy and feel loved. And that was every show what I attempted to create. And towards the, what ended up being the end of my career, um, a friend of mine was like, hey, your, your life's going amazing, everything's working, but have you, have you tried any personal development? Have you stepped into any mindset training, anything like that? And I was like, no, I, I truly never have. Um, and she was like, come check this out and just experience, experience what's possible in elevation. Like, do you truly wanna get to where you're going faster? And I was like, yeah, obviously, like, I want to get to the top. I've always been one of those people that's just like, give me more. I want mm -hmm. more. I want to go bigger. I want to write bigger stages, bigger audiences. And so <clears throat> I stepped into this training, which happened to be with Ascension Leadership Academy, where I now work. I coach for them. And truly, I was like, oh, this is what I meant to do. I'm still able to make people evoke emotion and love and happiness and, and, and nostalgic memories from people just in a completely different way. And the second that I experienced this world for the first time, just fell in love with what was possible. So since then, I completely pivoted and started really getting connected with what I wanted. And really, truly, that was to impact as many lives as possible. And really uncovered like my superpower of just being able to love unconditionally and really create a safe space for people to feel like they can love at that degree and and trust and reveal themselves and and so through that i pivoted and started this combination of bringing leadership which is truly like being in responsibility for your life mixed in with dating something where people feel like so much is outside of them so much of of the of the result is outside of them and actually merging those two together to create an empowerment around dating. And it's just been the biggest joy in my life. Um, so that's kind of that transition and, and, and how it, of course, seamlessly transitioned for me um, to being able to do what I love in a, on a much bigger scale. 
I mean, that's a beautiful story. Like to be able to still do what you truly have always had this fire and passion for, but combine it on another level to where you're helping others in a form where they truly need that help. Yeah. I think, you know, it's one thing to light someone up, right? Light them Mm -hmm. up with, with joy and happiness and excitement. But truly what I'm creating is as a space where people create it for themselves. You don't come into my training and, and listen to me tell you how incredible your life can be. Mm-hmm. You're going to be put into actual exercises where you create it for yourself. And that self-worth that comes out of that and that empowerment and self-belief is so valuable for when they step out of the training and mm-hmm. begin to live what they took away, right? Mm-hmm. And so the impact, the lasting impact has just been so much greater as I've pivoted. And you know, they always say, most successful businesses in the world always had a pivot, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just, I'm like, this was my pivot and it's perfect. And it was so risky and scary. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I never coached anyone before, but I was so committed and just took on as many mentors as possible and training and everything. And um, truly like my life is that dream life that, that I always wanted it to be. So, which is super special. That is. And I, that's, that's one of the reasons because a lot of, so for my listeners, I actually found you on TikTok, but then I went to your Instagram because it's easier to communicate. And, Mm -hmm. but I watched all your videos and I don't know, it's kind of one of those things that the universe or God, whichever you believe in, kind of puts you in the right alignment. Cause I was like looking to do this um, love series for February because everybody, Mm. and a lot of my listeners I had posted on my uh, Instagram just to see what they wanted to hear for this season. And I was like, I got a lot of people and interest for relationships, which I had somebody that talked about marriage and that sort of thing. And then there's also these single people that were just like help in dating because it's so it's a struggle right now. But I truly believe that like everything kind of just came into place, like the stars aligned to where the right person came into that TikTok video. And I was like, oh, let me reach out. And then, you know, everything worked out to where we were able to do this interview, which that's why I'm even more excited because I was able to like take time and watch some more of your videos. And it's not just about like you were saying, telling you like, oh, this is what you can have. It's about putting the work in action. And any of my listeners know that I'm all about the healing and the traumas and we're, we get gritty to really figure out why we keep making the same, you know, mistakes mm-hmm. and keep going out with the same type of guy because they're on this journey with me. But I love that you you kind of encompass all those things. It's not just giving us tips on like how to get the guy or how to get the girl. It's more than that. It's a lot deeper than that. Yeah, because I mean, it truly is, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it's really not about the person it's the journey and what that person brings into your life, right? The elevation that comes when you've truly found the partner that you've dreamt of, like everything in your life improves. It, it elevates, right? Like I always had this story. I believed that I always gained weight when I started a relationship because I got comfortable and started, you know, eating out more and didn't work out as much because I had this new person to spend time with. And I was like, of course, everyone talks about it. It's the, they call it like the freshman 15 in dating. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's so backwards. And as I started implementing this work and literally everything that I coach in my programs, I actually used trial and error, rewrote, recreated until I used it to manifest my 10 out of 10 dream partner. And so one of the biggest pieces of that was, hold on, my dream partner isn't going to hold me small and let me break my diet and or my health and and stop working out and and spend more time on, with her than than on work. Like no, that makes no sense, mm-hmm. right? And so 
through building this program and testing it and being my own test dummy, learning so much about really what's possible and what it means to be in relationship, right? It's not that comfort, easy, just space to disappear from your life, but mm-hmm. truly a space to step in and elevate each other mm-hmm. and have your have a have a cheerleader just like so celebrating you and pushing you and 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 excelling your life forward and and I think that's so missed and so mm-hmm. um yeah it's so much more than just dating right yeah and no. and it really it starts with the eye that is true and it's interesting that you say that because uh my last uh session with my therapist we were talking about this cuz we were talking about me and like my past relationships and why I keep being attracted to the same guys and mm. And it came down to a, I have to work on me and I need to figure out, like, we figured it out, of, of course, like the trauma that triggers all these things. But it's mm-hmm. also like I'm selling myself short. Like I'm not showing mm. all that I have to encompass because I know what I'm worth. But when it comes to dating, it's like I somehow, because of, and it, the whole conversation ended in because of society, because of what movies were, were you know, taught or seen as we grow up. We picture romance and love to be a whole different story when in reality, it's a lot of internal work and really knowing who you are and making sure that you are a partner, not just a boyfriend or girlfriend, but an actual partner with someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so people think that when you find them, the work is over Mm, and like truly when you find them, the work begins. Something we don't realize is that when you are in a relationship Mm-hmm. All of your relationship trauma comes up, right? The only time you can work through it is actively in the relationship. Because when you're not in a relationship, you're not pressed up against those really specific triggers that only happen in a relationship. And so moving into, okay, the work starts when I step into this relationship, but being committed to being in relationship instead of being right Mm-hmm. is a huge factor. Like, can I play team? You have the whole concept like one plus one equals three. You have mm-hmm. me, my partner, and you have the relationship. And nurturing that relationship takes work. Mm-hmm. And really, like what you said, like it's not a fairy tale after, but it can feel like one. If you're committed, you're putting in the work, you're being in relationship, and you're fostering that we of the relationship. That's so very true. So very true. But enough of that, guys. We're going to get into y'all's questions because a lot of uh, of my listeners and followers had a lot of like specific questions on actual dating and like the beginning stages, that sort of thing, which I want to be able to answer those and I want to get your insight on them. So let's get to it. First, I wanted to start off like what is the proper mindset that we should take on when we actually start to date intentionally, like to find a actual partner? Yeah. Oh, there's so much power. There's so many powerful tools you can use at the beginning. First of all, you have to believe that you're worthy. And something people really get wrong is that their worth is outside of them. That if I get this, this, and this, then I'll be worthy of that partner. Mm-hmm. But worth is its self-worth. It's generated from within, right? And and that is such a big factor in the type of partner you're you're calling in is I am worthy of the partner that I've always dreamt of. So shifting your mindset, which is truly a choice, I am worthy. It is only generated from you and it is only something you can decide. So I am worthy of having my dream partner. And another piece is when 
I'm dating. I'm not trying to become a version of me that fits this person. I'm not giving up what I want. I'm not trying to shift who I am or hide who I am to appease this person that I'm on this date with. Mm -hmm. But I'm willing to be vulnerable enough. And I, I see vulnerability as, as the ability to risk being seen, being seen for who you are authentically. So I'm willing to risk being seen for who I am in front of this person. And if that's what they want, then amazing. And we're going to move forward. And if it's not, has nothing to do with who I am as a human being. But truly, that person is holding what they want precious enough to where they're not choosing something outside of what they want, right? Mm -hmm. And not creating these stories of I'm not good enough, they don't like me, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm whatever these crazy stories that our ego likes to make up, right? That just aren't true. Mm -hmm. um, being really grounded and interrupting those stories with no, it has nothing to do with me. Just like I'm not going to settle for them because they're not exactly what I want. They're not going to settle for me because I'm not exactly what they want. So really being in the interruption because we're being vulnerable, because we're exposed, because we're showing who we really are to somebody, there's a lot of space for misinterpretation, right? And mm -hmm. creating these stories are, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. They don't like me because X, Y, Z. And interrupting that and knowing it has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. Big piece of that mindset. Also, and I've already spoken into it, right? This mm -hmm. dream partner, like you got to know what they look like. And a lot of people are out there. And I, I think I use this analogy and I think, I think it paints the picture perfectly. If you're home one night and you're starving, like you're so hungry. And so you just get in your car and you start driving and you're like, okay, I want to find a, I want to find a burger. And you get in your car and you start driving and you're like, you pass by a McDonald's, you pass by a Wendy's, a Burger King. And you're like, God, that stuff makes me sick. I don't want those burgers. Like I want something better, but I don't know what I want, but I'm just going to figure it out. And then you drive by another McDonald's and another Wendy's and another Burger King. And finally, you're like, all right, you know what? I give up. I'm just going to Burger King. It makes me sick. I don't really like it, but at least it's food. Fine. Right. Okay. Or you take an extra five minutes and you go, what do I really want? Okay. I want like, I want like thick fries. I don't want like shoestring fries. I want like thick fries. And I want a burger that's like crispy and the bun's fluffy and they have bacon and all these things. I'm like, okay. And I want a Mr. Pip with my burger. Like, I don't just want like a Dr. Pepper. Like I want a Mr. Pip. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you're going to get in your car and that Burger King, that's not going to distract you. That Wendy's, that's not going to distract you because they don't have what you want. You're going to continue going until you're like, holy shit, Five Guys has everything that I want. Perfect. I'm going in there. I'm happy with my choice. 10 out of 10. You're not settling. You're not distracted, right? Do you see the difference between the two? So we build something called a dream partner list. And this list is everything you want in your partner. And you don't get to hold back. You don't get to, to go, oh, no, I'm not worthy of that. Uh-uh everything you want. Like my girlfriend had 35 things on this list. What? I kid you not. It was packed. Uh -huh. And she was like, I'm not settling. I'm not settling. When someone comes along and steps in front of me that has all 35 of these ways of being, then we're going to step into a relationship. And of course, when I, lucky me, happened to be all 35 of those things and she happened to be everything on mine, that we had the foundation to start that real, true, meaningful relationship. And it really stops those distractions of people who check seven to 10 boxes, eight, even nine of 10 boxes. Like 
you know what you want and you're not willing to break from that. And that's truly a massive foundational piece of stepping out when you're truly ready to actually start dating for that, for marriage or whatever you want Mm -hmm. the end goal to be Um, massive. And it, it, it helps you stop wasting time on those Mm -hmm. people that don't check that box. Like you were saying, right, you keep picking the same guy. Well, if you were to have this guide, this, this compass that said, this guy gets to be all 10 of these things. And the guy you keep choosing only has five of those 10. You're not going to pick that guy again. Because you're clear that there are 10 things that your dream partner has and only five of them are what these guys you keep sourcing have, right? Yeah, no. Does that make sense? What? Yes, it does. But what – like I totally get the dream partner because I, I sort of did a list like that a while back, but I need to go back and check it now that you're talking about this. But <laughs> can it get to a point where you know how some people are like, but you're too picky because as you get older and you still have no one, it's like they start saying, well, you're too picky. But it's like, is it you not settling for mediocre or what's not on that dream list? Or is it you trying to really be firm in knowing what you believe, truly believe you're worth and what you are worth having? Yeah, so – There's two pieces to what this really is, which is the law of attraction. Everyone's read The Secret or Mm -hmm. watched the movie or heard about it, right? And piece one, know what you're going for. That's the list. Know what you're going for. The second piece is actually being in the action of making it happen. And so a lot of people get caught up in, okay, now I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait for them to fall in front of me. And it's like, okay, well, if you were trying to get your dream job, Are you going to just sit and wait for it to fall in front of you? If you're trying to buy a house, are you just going to wait for the house to fall in front of you? No, it doesn't work that way. You get to also continue to do the work that's going to get you in front of that person. So what I always say is make your dream partner list and then go do the work to become 10 out of 10 every single way of being on that list. Because you don't attract what you want. You attract who you be. Mm -hmm. Right? I could want to be a millionaire every day of my life and then wake up and be lazy, lazy, lazy. And I am never going to be a millionaire. But if I, if I declare I'm going to become a millionaire and I'm committed and motivated and driven and purposeful and I'm giving and I'm compassionate and I do that 10 out of 10 every day, I will, I will become a millionaire because mm-hmm. you attract who you be, not what you want. Okay, that 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 makes it a lot more sense. Just not to put like, oh, because I know somebody's gonna say, oh, but that's just being too picky. But it's like, no, it's not really being too picky. Yeah. So something that's really important is what actually you're putting on this list. When you're making this list, instead of having it be really specific things like, I want someone who's committed to their job, and I want someone who's kind to their parents, and I want someone who's sweet with kids. You don't want someone who's only that in that specific realm. Mm-hmm. You don't want someone who's only committed at work because then they might not be committed to you. Mm-hmm. You, mu- you don't want someone who's who's loving with their mom, but a, but a dick to their dad. Like that doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to zoom out from specifics and just say, I want someone who's committed. I want someone who's loving. I want someone who's kind. Those are called ways of being. It's how mm-hmm. they show up in the world. It's mm-hmm. not just how they are at one spot, but truly who they be. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at this list and you're creating it, having it be ways of being, how do they show up in the world? They show up compassionate. So that's like the waiter. I don't snap at them if I'm compassionate. 
I'm putting myself in their shoes and going, gosh, that, they must have had a hard day. I'm going to give them grace and compassion. Yeah. It's with, right? It's like, even like with you, when you messaged me on Instagram, I could have said, what? Screw you. I don't know you, right? <laughs> but that's not me being who I'm committed to being. Mm -hmm. And so when meeting everything with what I want, I get to be, I you you're actively elevating every single area of your life. And this is the juice of where my leadership trainings and my dating trainings come together to be, I am the uncontested author of my life and I am in full control. I am in control of everything that happens around me, not from blame or shame, but from responsibility. Mm. I'm responsible for my environment. So that's where you get to start using these tools and putting in the work and going, where am I not showing up on this list? Mm -hmm. What's in my gap? Am I, am I being super connected? Do I want someone who's connected? Okay, great. I want someone who's really connected or let's say present. Awesome. I get to work on being present everywhere in my life in order to call in someone who's present. No, that's that's all like amazing advice because I think a lot of my single friends and even listeners, like I think that's where we kind of get in the gray area where it's like you can make this list, but and I've had episodes on this where you have to, in order to attract what you want, you have to become that. And so mm -hmm. we've heard this one before, y'all. Um, Good. But Just a refresher. Yeah, a refresher, but we've never put in any perspective of dating. And it's so true because even in my own journey, I've had all these things. Like, I mean, I think I'm a pretty awesome person, but could I be better? Yes. Could I do more? Yes. And it's all about taking, like you said, responsibility for the things that I don't necessarily like about myself and just being real. And then you know what? Acknowledging it, but also becoming a better version of that. Yeah. And that's something that I discovered that was fascinating. If I look back at all my past relationships, they are a perfect mirror of who I was at that time. So when I was performing a lot and I had two TV shows in the works and I I was selling out 2,000 seats, I got it. I, my head got pretty big and I was like, man, I really am the shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Well, I was prioritizing image over everything else at that time in my life. So, of course, the partner I pick in that moment is drop-dead gorgeous supermodel, but she's not kind to me. She's not mm -hmm. compassionate. She's not even motivated. But what I prioritized in my life in that moment, she was the perfect reflection of. And when I was, when I was overweight and not prioritizing my health and I, I was not happy in my body, I dated someone who was so kind and sweet and compassionate, but she didn't prioritize her health or her body. Mm -hmm. She wasn't as beautiful on the outside as I know I'm worthy of, and but amazing on the inside, right? And so it's like, it's always going to be that mirror of where we are in our life. So the example that's perfect is, so what if I were to be 100% committed to me? What if I were to be everything I want, loving, compassionate, vulnerable, intimate, fun, joyful, everywhere I go, then what's my partner going to mirror back to me? They're going to embody all those qualities. And that's the secret sauce. And that's why my life and me putting the work into me, mm -hmm. elevating everything around me, being constantly hungry to become the best version of myself. When I stepped into that, mm -hmm. I sourced my dream partner instantly. And I'm not kidding. The week that I filled in the last piece of the puzzle of what I was ignoring, what wasn't working, was the week that she literally stood in front of me. And it it truly was because I was committed to being the version of myself that 
I wanted to attract in a partner. The words to live by y'all. I mean, and I want to encourage everyone that's listening to actually take action and start putting out like what your dream partner list is and if that encompasses what you are doing right now. And if it's not, we got some work to do, which you can reach out to Brad (laughs) to help you with that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how quickly you're putting this out, but I have a free workshop Mm -hmm. where you're going to walk away with that dream partner list signed, sealed, delivered on February 3rd. So and it's 100% free. Um, So please come to that. You get to work with me work one-on-one. There's meditations, there's experiential work. You're working with a buddy. You're talking with everybody. Like there's so much opportunity to, um, just really quickly get this list mastered. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's a really powerful foundation to starting your relationships. So, um, please come and play. Well, I might have to push this out sooner than I thought. <laughs> Good, just so do that, it. <laughs> just so that we can uh, get this um, workshop. Or even though if I don't push it out as soon, I can definitely help promote it um, and just kind of tell my listeners about, you know, something to kind of kickstart that. Cool. You know, yeah. And these happen, they happen maybe once a quarter. So okay. there'll be more opportunities. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it's funny, the second I'm like, when I say people work one-on-one with another partner, like they get so uncomfortable. I'm like, it's the perfect opportunity to practice being on a first date, right? And isn't that what you're here to get? Mm-hmm. So um, even if it makes you uncomfortable to like be vulnerable and open up in that way, it's such a safe space. The women on this on the, in these groups are so committed and it, it's such a fun place to come and, and just learn and grow. So yes, please, please, please come. And you can find it on my TikTok, my Instagram, the registration links in my bio. Oh, is this like virtual or in person? It's virtual. Okay. Everything's virtual. Like it's so cool when the world shut down, like I'm still committed to, to bringing this work forward. And so created some super cool ways to use virtual settings to still create the magic that that's creatable in person. So you don't even have to leave your house and it's free and it's two hours. It's incredible. So just come play. I might have to just join in. (laughs) <laughs> Please do. Yes. Bring that old list and let's just throw it away and start clean. I just th- I don't even want to find it. Let's just start clean. <laughs> Great. I um, love it. All right. So I wanted to ask, what is one of the most common frustrations you get from your clients as far as like dating? So a lot of people struggle with finding someone to date, right? They have their list, but they're like, but where? Like, especially in the world we're living in right now. It's challenging to find people, um, and so the we we step into well. If you're in the responsibility of like, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. If I want dates, I get to find them. Mm. Um, where do you go? How do you step into environments where this dream partner could live? And one, hello, dating apps. I know people have such a love hate relationship with them, um, but. They don't have to be this teeth pulling, frustrating like space where you go and feel like you're wasting your time. I think a lot of people get in their way of thinking that it's going to be this easy little spot where all their dream partners are going to live. But it's truly just a little microcosm of what the rest of the world looks like. Mm -hmm. You're looking for one person in hundreds of thousands, right? Yeah. And so um, the second workshop after, after building your list is going to be integrating your dream partner list into your dating profile. So it's literally like a magnet to this dream partner. So dating apps, super awesome tool. Just 
really getting clear on the mindset around them. If you have a hobby, if you don't find something you love to do and go out and do it, like it's silly, but like a bowling club, if you're like, I'm going to play bowling or pickleball, something here in Austin is like pickleball is blowing up Mm -hmm. and we go and play pickleball. And there's like all these really cool people that if I was single or if I brought a friend that was single, like they would totally hit it off with because they're stepping out, they're uncomfortable, they're looking for for people to meet. And mm-hmm. so we're really like stepping into environments that are outside of your norm. Okay. Whatever you've been doing up until this point got you the results you have, right? True. Everywhere you go, every every mindset you all the mindset you have, all that whatever it is, everything got you here. So if you're wanting new results, it's stepping outside of the comfort zone you've built. And I think that gets lost. I, I think people really just hope that if I keep doing what I'm doing, something new is going to fall in front of me. And like, sadly, that's just not how the world works. You got to step outside your comfort zone to shift the trajectory of your life in order to get in new environments, to get around new people. Um, so a lot of people frustrated, where do I find people? And the answer really is step outside more. If you haven't got a dog, you better be going to a dog park because let's if you love dogs, go find a, a man or a partner who loves dogs, right? Like, I know it sounds silly, but getting yourself out there is a massive way to shift the results that you're getting in your life. So when you say getting yourself out there, what are some examples that like of places like you, you can meet people just organically? Like you said the dog park, but what are your like top tips? Like if you don't have a hobby necessarily yet, but you want to start putting yourself out there? Yeah. So there's this awesome website called Mm meetup.com in which people form groups where they do things that they love. So you can literally go on there and look up meetups for social media managers who all get together and go do stuff. If that's your job, probably a great environment to step into. Um, People who love sailing, people who love going to the beach, who love going on hikes, who, right? Like Mm -hmm. they form groups and they go out and do that. Such a great tool. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be the first to acknowledge you're stepping outside your comfort zone. You're going by yourself. You bring your best friend. It doesn't matter, but like you're going into this new environment, but it works great. Um, If you take in a new hobby and you go to a class, like, like an actual class where they teach it, really great way. The one thing I say, I I always tell people is refrain from bars. Reason being, what are you sourcing by going looking for a partner at a bar, right? The only thing you have in common in that moment is that you're drinking alcohol and that is not the foundation you want your relationship to be built on. Now, if you're at a bar with your friends and you're having fun and someone's attracted to how you're showing up, which makes complete sense, doesn't mean that that's not great if you see someone at a bar, but if we're talking about environments to step into, um, just be cautious of, of what type of person are you going to meet in that environment, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you hate football and you're like, I'm going to go to a football game to find my partner. Well, uh, what are you sourcing, right? You're going to source someone who loves football. So just being cautious of that. But anything new is a new environment. The communal table at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. go sit and work there for a day be cautious of your energy. Are you being open and inviting or are you being shut down? Don't talk to me, right? Mm -hmm. But go sit at the communal table, be open, have a cup of coffee and talk to the person that comes and sits next to you. It's just about stepping outside the comfort zone in in new environments. That's true. I guess y'all, I I mean, I have to give myself pep talks when I go and uh, 
like do podcast, like editing and stuff at coffee shops. Um, but a lot of times I think I close myself off because I'm kind of focused at what I'm doing, that I don't really talk to anybody, even though I'm a very talkative person. <laughs> yeah, it's just right. It's like one, you're going there to work. That's for one thing. Yeah. Maybe go another time with a book or just, yeah. with music and just like, hang, like, yes, the environment and how are you showing up in it, right? Are you, right, like being open and and friendly and it, it doesn't even mean you're being chatty with everyone, but mm-hmm. simply the energy you're putting out is inviting. Mm-hmm. Super important. That is. So then what, so once you've met someone and you're mm-hmm. going on a date, what are the things that you look for in a first date? That was a question from one of my listeners. Okay, I'm gonna attempt to interpret it how I heard it. What do you look for in a first date? So the date itself something I always support people with is be doing something. When you're doing something, it takes your conscious mind on what you're doing and allows you your subconscious mind to just kind of allow you to be more relaxed, more free, vulnerable, open, because you're kind of doing this task together. I don't know why I keep saying bowling, but like bowling is something you can go do on a date that's fun and you're doing something to distract you. Um, I like did a first date pumpkin carving during Halloween or going like I live here in Austin, like going and seeing like there's this bridge where bats fly, like hundreds of thousands of bats fly away. Right. And like going like, hey, let's go see the bats. And you go and they fly. Right. Like whatever it is, so much better than just going and sitting at a bar and having conversation, especially if you're nervous in front of people. Um, Another thing that I think is just a really smart, especially for women. um, And I say that because the energetic dichotomy on a date is usually, and if it's a man and a woman relationship, this is 95%. Men want to be in their masculine energy and women want to be in their feminine energy. Um, And a lot of women really want a partner who's going to be in their masculine. They're going to, they're going to make decisions. They're going to be assertive. They're going to make you feel safe and, and comfortable. Right. So inviting them into coming up with the date is super important, but I got some loopholes that make it more fun and easy. Um, something that works great is create a list of things you've wanted to do in this in the city or town where you live um, and keep a little note. And when someone asks you out, hey, I have always wanted to go to do blank, blank and blank if you're open and then let them plan it, figure it out, tell you where and when. But you're doing something you've wanted to do. And it's with this new person and you're going to go have fun and and get to know them and try your best to see if you have this connection Um, but you're also like, ultimately you're not committing to go do something that you're like, shit, I really don't want to go do this right now. Like someone's like, let's go paddle boarding. And you're like, I don't want to get wet on my first date. Right. You don't have a lot of control. So it's just a, it's a great way to do something you want, have more fun because it's already something that you've been excited to do, but you're still allowing them to make the date, which is super important for someone who wants to be in their feminine and allow someone to be in their masculine. And that works for, for men on men and men, women and women, men and women. The end of the day, someone's going to be in their masculine and someone's going to be in their feminine. Right. That's true. So whichever one you, you want to be in just being cautious of, of inviting people into that. That's true. Just allowing it, allowing that person to be that role. Right. Totally. Someone asked, which I'm not sure if I even know how to answer or you know how to answer this, but what's the biggest okay. mistake? What's the biggest mistake on a first date? But cause I'm like, this, this could be multifaceted. Yep. So the biggest mistake people make on a first date is being inauthentic. If you're going to show up and try to be someone you're not, 
this person is starting to become attracted to a version of you that's not real. Mm. And eventually you're going to let those walls down or you're going to show up authentically and they're going to be confused because you're not the person you're not showing up as you did at the beginning. So mm. the biggest mistake people make is not being themselves, hiding back, creating a story that they're not going to be liked if they're authentic mm. or this thing about them that they just inherently are is going to be a turnoff for that person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work, right? Like you're already stepping into an environment where you're not showing up real. They're they're not seeing who you are, and it makes the process so much longer. And now you're having to have five or six dates before this person sees you. And then if they're not right, you just spent two months with someone who who isn't right for you. And because you weren't willing to be vulnerable and show up authentically, you're taking even more time to find the partner you're looking for. That is true. Now you, you've mentioned being vulnerable and yeah. is there any like quick tips? Cause I know this can also be a very uh, intense topic, but is there any yeah. tips for, to help people just be more open and just kind of allow themselves to be vulnerable? Yeah. So people have different levels of comfortability mm-hmm. around how much they're showing, right? A lot of people also have this misconception of like being vulnerable means you're sharing your trauma, right? Like, no, it's not necessary. But allowing whoever you are to be okay. And that's you with you. Like, you got to love who you are because it's your own, like, or else you're not, or else you're making yourself wrong. Like, what's the flip side of that coin, right? Um, Something for me, like, on my list, top of the list was goofy. I wanted a girl who was goofy, okay? Now, if you're not willing to be vulnerable, that's like the first thing to go out the window is being playful and goofy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so something I experienced was I was unwilling to be vulnerable enough to show that I'm goofy and like silly and whatever. Like if it starts raining, I'm like, let's go play, right? Like that's just how I live my life. And so for me, being vulnerable in showing that I'm playful and goofy was super stretchy for me. Um, so the conception that it's like I'm opening my heart and crying on every date. No. And and someone even said, why would I be vulnerable? I don't want to show my trauma. And I'm and and reframing really what it means, risking being seen, being seen for who you are. So if who you are is goofy, fun, loving and outgoing, risk showing up goofy, fun, loving, and outgoing. And if you're committed and passionate and, and, um, I mean, even just those two, right. You get to share that on the first date that like show that you're committed and passionate, talk about what you're committed to creating in your life and talk about your love for your job and your work and what you're making. Like, so there's no tip or trick to becoming more vulnerable But what it really is, is reinterpreting what you're believing about it. You being vulnerable isn't you exposing anything that's going to get you hurt or create breakdown on the date, but simply you allowing a version of yourself to be seen that's real and authentic. And knowing that if you want that partner to love you authentically, you get to show up authentically. And and that's truly the key to this puzzle. Like how quickly do you want to find your partner? How willing are you to be authentic from day one? 
See, I wish I would have had these lessons when I was younger <laughs> because it would have saved me a lot because I have a hard time being vulnerable and or at least showcase like my friends, I have no problem being myself. But when it comes to dating, my mentality and mindset have been kind of misconstrued. So it's like I need to reshift all of that and I'm working on that where I just show up as me and if you like it, you do and if you don't, you don't. So Yeah. I mean, I feel like it'd be super powerful, especially if these people, if your audience are people who are here to be on your journey with you, right? Like what, what was the story you were making up that was, that your friends were different than a date? Like what was the difference in your mind? Uh, with them, I felt like I wasn't judged. It was, there was no pressure behind it. It was, it was just mm. easy. And I looked at it as this, this is a person and I want to see if they truly want to be a part of my life and circle and that sort of thing. Whereas dating, I looked at these men and I was very guarded. I didn't trust. And this go I mean, I've told my listeners, this goes back from being in an abusive relationship. So it's kind of like dealing with the traumas too. And that's why totally. I was so guarded. And I didn't trust men. even though like I was, I had a healthy like upbringing and all that. But because of that one relationship, it completely put me in a place where I was not open to being myself with men in general. I just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. The the ability to risk stepping into another relationship after that experience can be really challenging, right? Um, and there are a couple there are a couple ways to feel more supported through that. Um, and if it's if it's your experience, and I know because I've coached lots of people, that is such a common experience. I literally had someone yesterday like how do I show up again after being hurt? How do I trust? How do I let people in? Um, the best way to respect and honor the version of you mm. that went through that trauma is to take every possible lesson from it and mm. learn from it. Mm. And that gives you the confidence that I'm not that person I was because I learned my lesson. I took what I got to take away from it. I am not a victim to that relationship. I'm in responsibility of that relationship and implement your learning into how you're showing up on your dates. Maybe you learned that like, you don't get to just say yes to a stranger asking you to go meet in person, right? Like, so many people have had really bad experiences on first dates. People who, who are controlling and get violent or physical, right? And I wish that my answer to those people could be the men are going to change, but I can't give you that answer, right? Like, You've seen this world is is only getting deeper into that and 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 it's not going to shift but the gift is because I'm responsible for my life and my environments I can make changes to prohibit me from ever being in that environment again. I can create boundaries where we're going to FaceTime for at least a half hour before you get to be in my presence. Um I'm going to ask you questions about what do you care about and and what makes you happy and what are you dealing with so that I know already enough about them so that I can step in and feel safe in that environment, right? Yeah. There are so many tools that you can use to not create that pattern again. And some people really want to fall victim to like, no, they're never going to change. And I hear it. I, I hear it so loud and clear. I can't, I mean, I'm, I have had women be physically and verbally abusive. Like I've experienced a piece of that. But the most empowering thing that I got was if I can step into the responsibility of I'm choosing to go on these dates, I'm choosing to step into these environments. So what do I have control over? Anything and everything that I want. 
So I'm going to take control over how they get into my space. I'm going to take control over what what little tests they get to pass before they can come in front of me. And of course, I get to make it fun and I get to allow that to forward what's possible in my relationship. But people no longer get that access to me. And and making shifts like that can be really empowering when dating because safety is so important and feeling safe dating, it's it's a non-negotiable. It has to be. It really is. And it ultimately comes down to one how do I truly love myself and setting those boundaries? And like you said, you have to kind of set these tests almost, especially with dating, because you you can't trust everybody. You can be trusting, but still be cautious. And like you said, like maybe talk on the phone or maybe FaceTime to know that they're a real person or they who they say they are. And this wraps up this week's episode of Life is Full of Daisies. Y'all, it has been another amazing episode. This is going to be a two-parter because one, we want to make sure we digest this all. And two, I really wanted to give y'all an amazing interview and answer all the questions that y'all had, which it de- definitely took us way over the hour, but I can't wait to share the next part uh, next week. For In the meantime, go back and listen to this one because trust me, you will find new nuggets of knowledge that you didn't realize you will learn because as I edited this entire episode I kept finding new little things that I I had aha moments with and I think that's the beautiful thing is when you're really working on yourself and you truly are done with the dating culture that we have created and I say we intentionally because just as much as men have done their part we all as women have done our part in creating and allowing that kind of culture and one it starts with taking responsibility and not allowing it to happen anymore is the biggest thing and you know it's it's national single awareness day yeah y'all there's an actual day and that is february 15th and one go out and get your half price valentine's candy y'all or flowers or valentine's themed whatever because this is the best time to do it and two go out and really really find you if you're single right now and you're feeling lonely know that you are not alone this is something that we've all gone through this is something that we have struggled with i personally have struggled with but it's very important for me to be very transparent with all of you all and allowing you into my journey because I know that someone else is also going through that struggle and you you never are really alone. Um, I think this is probably the first year that I truly feel like I truly understand the essence of self-love. Like I, I can understand it and truly live it. Like this year, Valentine's Day didn't really, I honestly didn't, it's just another day to be honest. Not to diminish the meaning of the day it truly is a reminder that we should um, celebrate just love in general but most importantly love with yourself and you know it's a day where we are celebrating love and everybody can say that it's a hallmark holiday and complain and groan but if you're in a relationship it's a great time to remind you and to really refocus on that relationship it's kind of like your new year's for your relationship in a sense and it's an, a great time to really see is this person that I'm dating really who I want and what I envision myself with or is it time to make changes or let's grow it's kind of like a re-eval I this is the way I look at it Valentine's Day should be kind of like your relationship new year's it's the time to really reevaluate things and kind of refocus on what y'all are doing what 
your place in life you are and where you want to go. It's really a lot of self-realization, but hopefully it's all in the positive. And I think even if it doesn't work out with whomever you are with, take the lesson from it. Because every single person that is in your life or has crossed your path is meant to teach you something with to help you grow as an individual. And I sit here and I preach and attest to that very thing because the things that I now look at from a year ago and the situationships that I've been in, I now am actually grateful for them because they, they helped me come to a newer realization of loving myself and truly, truly living and not allowing to my, allowing myself to settle. And that's the biggest thing is don't settle. It's not worth it. In the end of the day, you will end up unhappy. You will end up resenting it. And, and even if you did, as long as you can realize it and as long as you can really hone in and who you are, that's what's the most important thing. But I just wanted to sit here and give you a little reminder on making sure that you are giving yourself that self-love and truly understanding and, and being in, in a amazing and beautiful relationship that you all deserve to be in. And, um, Happy Love Day. And you know, in Latin countries, essentially translate into Day of the Love and Friendship. So you're also celebrating the friendships, the the beauty in, in just loving one another. And, you know, just like Christmas, the holidays remind us of family and togetherness and help makes us slow down a little bit. So does uh, uh, this Hallmark holiday, as we we want to call it. It helps you remind you about just love in general and being kinder and being, you know, wholesome and really living in a place of love and exuding that because eventually that love will come right back to you. So, you know, those are my two cents. And um, but with all that said, y'all. The best way to show love to yourself is to show love to your teeth because the mouth is the gateway to the rest of the body. And one of the best ways that I can do that for my friends, for my patients, is by using an electric toothbrush. It does remove 95% more off than a manual toothbrush does. And one of the ones that I highly recommend to all my patients that is budget-friendly is the Burst Oral Care Toothbrush. As of other toothbrushes, it has all the key features. It has a timer. It has charcoal uh, bristles. It's got a battery that lasts 30 days. It has a, um, a lifetime warranty. It also comes with a subscription to send you a new brush head every three months. Y'all, that's pretty awesome because a lot of times everybody forgets to change them out or they forget when they put them on. And this is, it's just a great toothbrush overall at a great price. And if you are wanting to show yourself some love, use the code 7JFTSP for a 40% discount and to so show your teeth some loves. And um, as always, guys, don't forget to follow us on Life is Full of Daisies on Instagram where you can DM me or you can email me at hellodaisy at gmail.com. That is H-E-L-L-O-D-E-I-S-S-Y. And you can just email me or DM me about anything, really, anything. I love hearing from all of you. And don't forget to subscribe to Apple or Spotify. And on Apple, leave us a five-star review because those things really help push uh, this podcast to a bigger platform and to a bigger outreach and I always truly do appreciate seeing all the love that y'all send my way and y'all if no one has told you today or lately I want to remind you that you are loved you are worthy and you matter and as always don't forget to be kind along the way especially to yourself and do an act of kindness bye